When facing a family law matter, it can feel like an overwhelming and never-ending court process. It's vital to know that things will look better on the other side if you hire legal counsel with the skill and compassion to help. It's Stangy Law Firm. We represent clients in difficult family law matters every day. Visit FamilyLawRepresentation.com to schedule your consultation. That's FamilyLawRepresentation.com. Stangy Law Firm, here to help you rebuild your life. Stangy Law Firm has an office in Wichita. Kirk Stangy, 120 South Central Avenue, Suite 450 Clayton, Missouri. Rakuten is a smart way to shop and save. You can earn cash back at over 3,500 stores in every single category, like fashion, beauty, electronics, home essentials, travel, dining, subscription services, and so much more. Membership is free too and really easy to sign up. Earning cash while you shop? Well, talk about a no-brainer. Rakuten deposits your cash back directly into your PayPal account, or they can send you a check. Start all your shopping trips at Rakuten.com or get the Rakuten app to start saving today. Okay. Okay. Ready? Ready. <laughs> Welcome to the OC Bitches. Welcome to the OC Bitches. Season two, episode 22, The Showdown. Let's get right into it, Rachel. Let's. And it's so nice to see you. I know. Mindy's back. She's been Ah. stuck in Puerto Rico. So sorry we had to do remote, you guys. But we did it. The show must go on. We got through it. Today's guest is the beautiful, lovely, talented Marguerite Moreau. She started her career. I love learning about people. (laughs) In, in, In 1991, at the age of 13, making her professional debut on The Wonder Years and has never stopped working. Like, seriously, I, just look at her resume. She is known for roles in films such as The Mighty Ducks, Queen of the Damned. That's why I knew you when we, when you came on The O.C. I was obsessed with that movie. Wet Hot American Summer. My and, favorite. Uh-huh. <laughs> and shows like Parenthood, Shameless, Grey's Anatomy, just to name a few. And basically roles in every other show you can think of. So just like I said, go look up her resume. It's <laughs> just like, I didn't know what shows to pick. So thank you. Welcome, Marguerite. Welcome. It's nice to see you guys again. You yeah. too. to meet you for the first time. Right. Well, I guess, I, I don't know. I felt like we had met, but, um, and I guess, like I said, you, you were just, just a fan girl. I totally. Yeah. But I, I just thought you were such I would great. remember meeting Julie. Really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you were scary. <laughs> <laughs> really? I mean, I, I went to high school in Newport Beach, so I was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh Let's start this. Yeah. You were born in yeah. Riverside. Uh, even farther east in Hemet, and then oh, moved to wow. Riverside like when I was five. And then Newport was for high school. So. Really? Yeah. Okay, so your personal take on what the OC portrayed yeah. as Riverside, Julie's from Riverside. And then and Newport Beach High oh, right. School. She's from Riverside, right. and she doesn't want anybody to know it. And she's like, you know, she's all about <laughs> Newport. Is that um, understandable? Re- realistic? Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's a great place to grow up, Riverside. But I think if you live there, you're like, oh, Newport's where you go to vacation. And then we actually got to move there. So as a kid, I was like, this is my dream come true because I don't have to get in the car for an hour and a half on the weekends and go to my happy place. <laughs> we just live there now. Right. Um, but we lived in more of the like less of the like tennis golf area and more of the like surfer skater area. Um and my mom was like, I will never play tennis. As long as that's okay, we can live in Newport. <laughs> so we're very beachy. And, and I loved that Josh was doing this because I met him on Josh Schwartz, uh, the creator, on a pilot right before Wall, this. Wall to Wall Records, Wall to Wall right? Records. Yeah. And so when he said, you know, I'm going to be doing this uh, show called The OC, I was like, tell me more. <laughs> I'm from there. Yeah. Uh, and so I remember one uh, during the rager being like, really, there's like surfboards on the car at night. And he's like, it's just like for the mood. And <gasps> I was like, okay, okay, I get it right. Add the drama. But it's true that everyone lived in these gorgeous houses. And I didn't feel a lot of like the bitchiness. I felt more that in Newport, a lot of people had a lot of things going on. So it wasn't like, well, I don't remember this in the OC, but there's nothing about like, what you're wearing, like labels and like who's wearing what every week and what you got at the mall. And that was a lot of like inland kind of, Mm. there wasn't much going on. Everyone was too busy in Newport. They were on the sailing team, the surf team. And so it was, dare I say, 
like maybe healthier. <laughs> yeah, you I don't can totally know. say that. Cool. That was your experience. Yeah, yeah. Everyone That's was pretty cool in Newport. Yeah, because yeah, obviously I missed this... a lot of school though because oh, I working. was acting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right, 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 right. You know, but I love that. You know, here I, I people make fun of me because I like to say I was from Orange County, but you actually were from. I was from Dana Point. Oh, which cool. is totally different. Mm. It's not the OC is not the Orange County I grew up in, but you actually went to school in at Harvard Newport Beach. Yeah. At, at Harvard, Harvard, <laughs> yeah, that's so crazy. But I would say that, like the adults, not necessarily the parents, but like the Newport vibe of the show is like the adults of Newport. Yes, for <laughs> sure, the rich, new rich adults. Pretty accurate. Yeah. We, we've learned that in the Housewife um, yes. franchise. Yes. yes that oh, was, right. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I met quite a few of those. It was interesting. I was at the Montage Hotel once, mm. and all these people came up to me and it was like, I'm Jimmy, I'm Kirsten, I'm Sandy. And I was like, oh my God, this is so bizarre. <laughs> they were all staking their And they time. were so proud of it. I'm like, you're the man who's um, extorted money from... Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't claim and that. And we drink more than... He, it's, it's just like I realized, but we drink way more. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> that drink is their tears so, away. Wow. Yeah, but I would imagine growing up there is fun. Uh, yeah, it would yeah. be fun and beachy, and you know, and obviously the show glorifies and glorifies. I don't know, glamorizes the the ideal or the idea of it rather than the reality of it. Yeah, which is so fun. You know, you love in in high school, falling in love, um, falling, watching other people and their stories, getting involved in other people's business, all the <laughs> things that as a teen you're trying to figure out. I feel like the OC took to the next level um, by setting it there in this gorgeous place um, that made everyone sort of have like a break on, was it Thursday nights? I think so. You it, know? Was a, it was Wednesday nights I first Thursday. after American Idol and then it went to Thursday nights and it performed so well for Fox that it did, but our ratings went slightly down, but it was, but it was winning Fox's time slot. They'd never performed that well. Oh. And then they switched us again. So it changed three times. Mm. Mm. But yeah, we were against friends at some point. But yeah, oh. it changed a few times, which can be difficult for a show to maintain when right. it's like that. But but you know, how did you become an actor from such a young age? Yeah, Dumb luck. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think that I moved around a lot. I, I didn't mean to. It just was like um, I went to a new school for fifth grade, sixth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade, and a couple for ninth just because, you know, moving from one private to another, then moving to a public school and that didn't work out. And then grade, like junior high. So I think I got very good at um, fitting in and trying to like, you know, figure it out real quick. And so when an opportunity came my way, um, I just sort of jumped in, even though I was so insecure. And it was probably like a really hard time to <laughs> decide to try to do that because I was like, oh God, the camera's on me. Um, <laughs> which is what it's supposed to do. Mm. And so I kind of came from it backwards, but it really gave me this sense of, oh, I don't know who I am. I've moved around so much. I, I need to figure that out. And acting really gave me a chance to learn how people communicate, how to make friends. Um, it was actually really healthy for me, the mm -hmm. practice of it. So, you know, I was, I'm a slow grower, <laughs> but I really appreciate it. And then I went to college and was like, if I'm going to do this, I have to like choose as an adult. Right. You went to Vassar. Mm-hmm. Which so, is completely the opposite of Orange County. Well, I know I'm going right? to come back. Like, all my family's right? here. So I might as well, like, go to the farthest place yeah. I can. <laughs> and then uh, uh, see if it's still something I really respect and love. Right. So the first time ever acting with, I don't want to say people my age, because we acted together, but it was so business, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's not a rehearsal period where you, you know, all the things that you do with plays and stuff and... Yeah. working for free and all this stuff that I was like, oh, this is way better than poli sci, which is what I majored in and loved. And I thought, it's too cutthroat. I'm going to be an actress <laughs> That's too cutthroat. Mm -hmm. um, ben was poli sci as well. Did you have uh, any conversations with Ben? <laughs> I think when I was on set with Ben, he was reading um, maybe like Macbeth or something. He had definitely had a Samuel French play in his hands. Oh. And I was like, that's really cool. <laughs> he would have been that person. He totally, sure. right? Yes. But yeah. before we get into like your experience on the OC and how you got it, I just want to talk a little bit about Wet Hot American Summer because it is one of my all-time favorite movies that Brody, Adam Brody actually introduced me to Amazing. at the time of the OC. Oh. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that, how that happened and that experience? Well, kind of all because of Josh Schwartz, I would say. Really? In a weird way, yes, because he 
cast me and Bradley Cooper in this pilot together. We had the most amazing time making this pilot. Um, it never and, aired? No, no, it didn't. Um, you can ask Josh. I'm not really sure why, you know. <laughs> but it was his last pilot before the OC. Wall to wall records, yeah. Yeah, and so we became friends and I stayed in touch when I go to New York and... Uh, and he said, you know, I just got cast in my first movie. You should check it out. They can't find the lead for this. And I was like, well, I'd have to change my ticket. But like, you know, if I get the sides and, you know, I respond to that. Anyway, I got them and they were so funny. It was just one scene, the barbecue girl scene. Uh -huh. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I'm changing my ticket right away. And it was wonderful because uh, I ended up auditioning in the writer's like living room and <laughs> a week later, I met the director, and off we were on this very special movie that was really about a bunch of friends working together who mm -hmm. are all comedians. And I'm more like the straight man um, in this world, but also was like 10 years younger than them. And so watching all these like grown-up 30-year-olds like party and make each other laugh for weeks on end in a rain-soaked camp was amazing. But also I was like, It'd be cool. <laughs> you are not cool. So stop trying to be cool, but just be cool. <laughs> it was exciting. And yeah. I just tried to keep my mouth shut and take lots of pictures and learn and follow Amy Poehler everywhere and be like, <laughs> you're the funniest woman in America. They have to put you on SNL. And I don't want to say that, like, that's because of me, but <laughs> you're Amy like, Poehler, you're welcome. No, <laughs> I knew it. There was a reunion, right? Mm -hmm. Or do you guys, did, yeah. was that just recently? Um, yeah, like about five years ago, okay. Netflix got us together and we did a couple of uh, seasons and they turned out great. It was just, at the time when the movie came out, it was a new form of comedy. Mm -hmm. And so it kind of was culty in terms of the language that now is very common, I would say, in lots of shows is this sort of irreverent kind of commentary on itself mm -hmm. um, played for naturalism. So it it was really... Uh, fun to then just add the cast is now like this massive list of people just ready to play. Right. It's super fun on those sets. Yeah. If anyone has not watched Wet Hot American Summer, it's one of the greatest comedies of all time. And Marguerite ooh, ooh, is ooh. so awesome in it. Thank you. And I often, like, I always want to just yell, I want you inside me. That because was my line. That was your line? Was my first what? line. It's supposed to be my first line of the whole show. And they were like, wait, but if Katie says it, <gasps> maybe that's going to confuse people for the, to the tone, so they gave it to Mike. Oh, my God. And I was God. like, that's like my one, my one wet hot, like, funny, <laughs> right? Because otherwise, she just plays it so earnest. Straight, yeah, 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 yeah. she's so earnest. So, uh, but yeah, I had heard you say that on another yeah, one I of did, these, and I, I was mean, like, <laughs> I always like, say, mine. beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> and I'm like, can you quote your own movie? Because yes. I do it. <laughs> you have to. When it's that movie, absolutely. Well, thanks for talking about yes, it. Yes, It was super course. fun. Um, so, yes. So, you had the relationship with Josh, obviously, mm -hmm. on the pilot previous. So, how did the OC come about? Did they just, did Josh be like, hey, Marguerite, got a role for you? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> uh, it was so generous. Um, and I was so excited. Uh, unlike now, I have a seven-year-old almost, as I, yeah. we both do. That's right. Um, I didn't know anything about comics. And I read this and I was like, uh, okay, it's going to be acting. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and now I could really re rattle off all sorts of things because you just learn uh, with them, with your kids, which is so fun. I, I mean, we met George Lucas uh, and I was just like, hey, what's up? You know, like I had no context and Josh was like, they're like <laughs> geeking out. This is amazing. <laughs> and I'm like, I have no context. So that's nice that I am. But now I would, God, can we do a sequel? Can we just, <laughs> George, I have some questions. I just want a fangirl, you know, right. let's, let's talk. I think that's what you first said when I reached out to you. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I would love for you to come on the podcast. And you're like, oh, totally. Or when, maybe I ran into Marguerite at the airport. We were both flying over the holidays. And maybe it was then that conversation that you were like, oh, yeah, to talk about being like in a scene with George Lucas because you have a son and I'm sure Star Wars, if not yet, will oh, be. It's, in. it's, it's yeah. there. Yesterday it's, was Star Wars Day. Oh, May sure. 4th. Yep. Yeah. May yeah. the 4th be with mm -hmm. you. I know my daughter is like fully aware, not fully aware of like what her dad is, but she's kind of like the real life Princess Leia. So she needed a costume for school. And I was like, really? well, if you put your hair in a buns, you're kind of technically Princess Leia. So you're good. Anyway, <laughs> she was baby Yoda. It didn't go that way. But she's like... <laughs> aware of Star Wars and, you know, all the kids in school. So I don't know when that's going to be a thing when she realizes, like, who her dad actually mm. is. I'm, I'm a little terrified of it. But I think the boys will be more terrified when they realize who and what he plays. <laughs> uh -huh. It'll work in our favor. 
It um, really will, yeah, I think. Yeah. That's but, special. Yeah. So you got to work with George Lucas. And I just remember you being so cool because I was lucky enough to work with you on the show. And our storylines obviously were, yeah. But my, I feel that when watching it over again, uh, that you really brought the best out in me, that I was really nervous. Oh, and yeah. I didn't want to let Josh down. And I was still sort of like working from a fear place of starting as this insecure person and hadn't started like working from a positive, like loving place. And um, which was something I really worked on in my 30s. But <laughs> I laughed the other day. I was like, wow, it really looks like my whole goal was to say the lines as fast as possible and get off screen. Oh my God, not at all. <laughs> I think you're such a badass. Article combines the curation of a boutique furniture store with the comfort and simplicity of shopping online. You know, if you want a new, fresh look, you don't have to get like all new furniture, right? Just mm -hmm. a few key pieces can give a room a great new look. I'm looking to update my dining room table and I want to get some new modern chairs and article. They have so many choices. So many. Yeah. Article's team of designers focuses on beautifully crafted pieces, quality materials, and durable construction. They are dedicated to a modern aesthetic of mid-century Scandinavian industrial and bohemian designs. I always want to change things up in my house. It's like a problem. It's a bad habit. But now it's not such a bad habit because I have Article. I'm not spending that much and I'm getting so many cute pieces. Article is offering our listeners $50 off their first purchase of $100 or more to claim... Visit article.com slash OC and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash OC to get $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. Cocoa Floss is the best floss. It is so gentle and I really feel like it's cleaning everything off my teeth. I'm having Briar use it as well. So I feel like her teeth are really, really clean now. <laughs> okay, so true story. I was in Palm Springs with my mom and I look over as I was packing up our hotel room, I grab my cocoa floss. Turns out it was my mom's cocoa floss. And I was <laughs> like, and I and I realized I had two when I got home and I told my mom and she said, you took my cocoa floss? And I was like, how did you know about cocoa floss? She said, I've been using it forever. She's like, can you mail it back to me? That's that important to me. So guys, if Patty... <laughs> loves her cocoa floss. You gotta get this cocoa floss. You had to mail it to her. <laughs> yeah. I get it. <laughs> Go to cocoafloss.me space OC to get 20% off site-wide and check out their four-piece set where you can try four different fragrances. I personally am just a minty girl. I go for the original. <laughs> That's C-O-C-O-F-L-O-S-S dot M-E slash O-C, all lowercase, and the discount will automatically be applied at checkout. All orders over $20 ship free in the U.S. I, th I think it's a fascinating thing that you bring up that sometimes, first of all, you were already a 14-year veteran by the time you got the O.C., but to recognize in yourself that a lot of times we're doing things out of, I didn't realize I had some stage fright when I was younger. Mm. And that that you're doing something more out of fear, out of insecurity, but then but then to, to actually say, I'm doing this with love or I'm safe in this place mm -hmm. or instead of you're letting your brain place negativity on what you're doing, yeah. because it can be very much detrimental. And, and or that idea, I, and there's so many times in my career where I'm like, oh God, I got through that. Whew. Yeah. Instead of enjoying the moment mm. and yeah. be, having my feet on the ground, it's like, I just need to get through this monologue and get like, yes. And, the, <laughs> and because I'm trying to get there. Yeah, be, we're done. Because I've got the, it, right? <laughs> and the, the, there's no there to get to. No. Because once you're there, it's here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's a really good point that that's interesting that what, what, what we do teaches us. Right. I mean... About ourselves. Yeah, I, that's why I've always loved this job. Yeah. But in watching it, I saw myself really engage with you and, and want to be there. And my eyes open up. And by the time we get to the showdown where you come out and I encourage you and we play a little <laughs> bit, it was, I could see like, I even was wearing less makeup, mm. you know, not that I, that was like a conscious thing I can remember asking for or whatever, but right. that, that, that wanting to be seen more, feeling more comfortable. And from the minute I met you, you put me at ease and were excited. And it wasn't like I needed to fit in, Aww. as I was saying before, was 
such an easy thing for me to try to do. But then you're kind of always not really in your whole soul, right? You're not, mm-hmm. you're like behind yourself. So right. I you, really was happy to be coming to talk to you because oh, it was, that's so cool. you know, I was still learning to be friends with women too, I think probably from oh, a young age. So yeah. that was rad. Like yeah. you're, you were a great example of hey, how to that's be. Really, that means a lot. I thought the casting was wonderful. You were well, an thanks. amazing addition. Thanks. And Absolutely. It, it was just like... Your it, role, like I commented, I'm writing notes as I'm watching the episode <laughs> we're going to go over and I'm like, what a fucking badass. Like just, you're like, mm-mm. Like just how you put the boys <laughs> in their place and you're just like, no bullshit. Yeah. And I was really impressed, so. What Thank was you. it like working with those boys? Because oh, I gosh. bet there was a lot of humor. Did you, were you able to keep yeah, a straight was, face? Um, I So I had a cold. And they actually had to reshoot some of the diner stuff because it was so bad that I was, I heard, um, you know, I thought it would be cool, gravelly voice, right? I'm yeah. thinking like Philip Seymour Hoffman in the Ides of March. He's like sick the whole time. I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to use it as my character. And they were like, no, this is an OC ruins. Good to go. <laughs> we're going to reshoot that. So I think I was probably a little like self-conscious, like, oh God. And they were so like relaxed and everything. And I was crushing a little bit. Um, because they were so clever. Yeah. Yeah. And then at the end, like, um, what is the actor's name who plays Zach? Michael Cassidy. Michael. At least like in a tux, I think. Like, and he comes to, um, the prom. To do the prom switch. Prom, yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah, they yeah, did yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, they did that right outside the parking garage, I think, yeah. at, at, uh, at Raleigh, Raleigh Studios. Studios. Yeah. <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> like, they used the parking garage arch as like the in and out. <laughs> yeah. But I just remember being like, ah, you shouldn't want this storyline. It's inappropriate for your character, but oh. damn, can you wear a tux? <laughs> we we have decided Michael Cassidy is is our is, he's one of the fan favorite guests on our podcast. Mm. And he's I think anyone the who meets guy. Michael Cassidy, yes, feels that way. <laughs> yeah. Mm. But I did have the same thought. I'm like, wait a minute, like the storyline, because you're supposed to be, mm-hmm. I don't know, 20, 23 or yeah, something. something. Yeah. Inappropriate, but understandable. <laughs> <laughs> well, now I understand you, Summers understandable quandary. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, it's a tough situation to be in. It is. Which we get into in this episode, which I think we should start and like just get into it and we can talk about all the things. Um, before we get into this episode, there's a trigger warning. Um, we wanted to give you a heads up that we will be discussing sexual assault content that happened between two of the OC characters in the previous episode. We want to be sensitive to the subject matter. So if you want to skip forward in time, please check our show notes for when to skip to. Help is always available for anyone struggling with the trauma of sexual assault. Rain is the nation's largest anti-sexual violence organization and offers help to survivors. If you need to speak to someone, you can call their hotline at 1-800-656-HOPE. Let's get into, well, let's tell our audience. So we're going to try something slightly different. Normally, we speak with our guests, we catch up, and then we get into the episode and go scene by scene. But we're going to try and talk about each storyline as a whole and see how that goes. And let us know if you like it or not. Um, Send us some comments, rate, review. Uh, we just thought we would try this because, you know, sometimes we go long and, you know, we know your car rides are, you know, well, sometimes on an hour and a half. We want to go a little right. shorter. And also my brain works better if I stick with one thing and we just talk about the thing as a whole as opposed to jumping back and forth. So maybe this will help my brain. So thank you. Let's give it a yeah, go. Yeah, let's give it a go. <laughs> and Mar- Marguerite is going to be with us along for the ride. So yes, thank apologize you. in advance we, if it's a shit show, but we're going to go for it. <laughs> we love your comments, your commentary, yes, interjects, please. interrupt us, whatever whatever you are feeling. So in the synopsis, Marissa, she's reeling from being nearly raped by Trey and is refusing to tell Ryan, who is starting to get suspicious on what happened while he was in Miami. Seth and Zach have declared war war over Summer's affections. Meanwhile, Sandy confronts Kirsten about her very apparent drinking problem and Caleb hands over divorce papers to Julie. There's, there's, a little, there's quite a bit of comedy, but there's a lot of seriousness going on here. Uh, directed by Michael Fresco, written by John Stevens. So, original air date was May 5th, 2005. <gasps> hey! So, what happened, it's today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, we're recording on May 5th, Cinco de so Mayo. last week's episode yes. was the Nana. What Re- happened was... The return was, of the Nana, yeah. There was an interruption for that week... Um, the week that Nana, the Nana was supposed to play, uh, there was a presidential interruption. And the reason, oh. so they did a two-parter where the Nana and the showdown played back-to-back. Oh, oh, interesting. Yeah, didn't know that. Did not know that With either. With Julie Walter. Is that right? Julie, th- who plays Nana? Uh, 
Oh, Linda, Linda Lavin. Lavin. Oh, yeah, I was, was the Nana. Lit, oh my, yeah, yeah. Nana. she was awesome. Um, so I think because the show opens on Kirsten and her drinking, we should just start with the Kirsten. Yeah, let's get into that. It line. was um, so we've. <clears throat> obviously what happened in last week's episode was this goodbye to Carter and this, they had this kiss and this in- obvious um, emotional, <clears throat> excuse me. Connection <clears throat> or uh, goodbye. I had something in my throat. Had this obvious emotional <laughs> affair going on. And yes. and I feel like we're still kind of in this, I feel like we're as an audience, we're still kind of in the dark. We just see her doing these things, but we don't, we don't really see what's going on. But she starts with a drop of tomato juice and a couple, three fingers of vodka. It's just a tiny bit of tomato juice. Yeah. It's not very much. Yeah. And, and she lies to Sandy about it. So you see the lying about how much alcohol she's consuming. And all I'm thinking is like, how is he not smelling it? But of course, the end of the scene, he smells her glass. And Well, and and I, of course, had to look this up because tomato juice covers up skunk. And yeah, apparently it covers it up. Well, actually, it doesn't really work. Doesn't? Penny Lane, who was Adam Brody and my dog, yeah. got skunked while we were on the OC. Tomato juice does not get the smell off dogs. Note I, to self. I think it's a, yeah, it's a, this, it's a myth. This ploy that she has thinking, first of all, let's, like the elephant in the room, it's first thing in the morning. Mm-hmm. And the fact that she doesn't actually pour it out. Yeah. She puts it down. That's not really being stealth or hiding. To me, it's like, this is a cry, cry for, for help. help. This is because she's being a little bit obvious. And Sandy doesn't say, hey, there's alcohol in this glass, right? Right. He just puts it down like... It's hmm. definitely, yeah. Taking a curious stance, you yeah. think? Yeah. I think that, you know, there's a lot... So this whole episode with Kirsten, they're unraveling what's going on the Carter of it all. He left her a necklace. He left her a gift when he left town. Mm. You know, he left town because he couldn't handle it anymore. Well, thank God. I mean, yes. Uh, <laughs> and she gets this necklace and then the drinking just keeps getting yeah, more she, and more. because she wants him. Is this what her idea is? I think that's a good take on it. Yeah. All of these behaviors that Kirsten is exhibiting, they're all symptoms for what's in mm-hmm. her core, what's going on. And and the audience, we we actually finally get to hear some words. She puts some words on it. Mm-hmm. Because after this, um, well, Sandy says something about, you know, because in the meantime, uh, Seth is saying that he wants to talk, tell Summer about the Miami thing. And he's like, yep, you don't want to hide anything. Mm-hmm. When the hiding starts, that's a problem. Mm. But then she goes to work, gets the gift of the necklace, Comes home, beautiful outfit, by the way, the skirt and everything. She looks really pretty. <laughs> and we got to comment on that. But then she calls Carter. Right. And leaves a thank message. thank him for the necklace. And then all of a sudden she leaves this message like, oh, gosh. You know, it's like, forget I called. Don't call me back. Forgot I called. Forget mm-hmm. I called. And then the next time you see her, she's, oh. And then that same, then she goes for the vodka again. Right. And then the next time you see, Sandy comes home with these beautiful flowers and what is she? Passed, passed out, out on the couch. From Not drinking good. too much. Not, Not a good look. No. No, that is a drunk pass out. And he doesn't sure. like go, hey, he doesn't like shake her awake or anything. He's actually being really kind and and he was like, and and you know, maybe she is exhausted and maybe it wasn't maybe it wasn't so much that she's blackout, but maybe it was enough that she did fall asleep. But then the next morning, instantly he's bringing her breakfast mm-hmm. and he's being kind mm-hmm. and compassionate, whereas, which is like why we love Sandy. And, you know, she seems fine. Yeah. But for him, he's clearly saying, this is not normal behavior for my wife. So instead of saying, what the fuck is wrong with you? He's like, should I be worried? Like, what's going on? He's really doing it in a nice way. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when I talked to Josh about this storyline, he said that initially they had this whole drinking thing with Kirsten portrayed in more like of a humorous light, hmm. you know, but then they just decided to lean more into more it. With, OC, like yeah, Real OC, Housewives. Exactly. And everything <laughs> that Kirsten's been going through this season, there's been so much stuff that they just really leaned into it and that's what led to. That's interesting that mm-hmm. he would say that it was kind of humorous because, I mean, as a showrunner, take think about like, what would that be? What would that look like? Mm-hmm. That she just has some silly, funny things happening, or is he saying that they wrote it humor- humorously and then switched it, or they thought about it in the writers' room as like, would they pitched it? 
that way? I don't have that answer, okay. but I'm sure we could get it. <laughs> I mean, it was just more humorous. I'm sure when they were talking about it, it was more like, yeah, this wouldn't this be funny? Yeah. I mean, I don't know that. I mean, alcohol, I guess, it is, can be funny if you're not abusing it. <laughs> right. right. Um, but yeah, so obviously it's being very abused, so to speak, in this episode. And it ends in a, like a horrific right, right. way. Function of Beauty makes hair care products that are 100% customizable, made for your hair where it's at now and where you want it to go. Founded by a dream team of engineers and cosmetic scientists, each Function of Beauty product is individually designed to be as unique as you are. I just love this so much. I mean, I like taking a quiz about personalizing things for myself. And with Function of Beauty, you can do that. It's actually really fun because you can also pick your scent. I mean, you're just like making your own shampoo and conditioner. I tried to do this as a kid. Like, I would honestly <laughs> throw things together. It would smell like <laughs> Sorry. Can I say <laughs> Anyway, it would smell awful. <laughs> so, like, the, the picking your own fragrance is my favorite part of, <laughs> of Function of Beauty. Yeah, good one. Function of Beauty offers over 54 trillion possible formulations. Okay, how it works. Take their quick hair quiz to build your hair profile and select five hair goals. Then choose your fragrance and they create your personalized hair formula. As you guys know, I was out of town for like three weeks and I forgot to bring my coupe, my function of beauty. <gasps> and I cannot tell you how much I missed it. I totally noticed the difference. You can see in the ends, actually, because I just got back, that my hair, hair color totally faded. It's like gold now because red is really hard to keep. Anyway, mm. so um, I love um, Function of Beauty. really helps keep my hair, hair color really well. Hmm. Good to know. Yeah. Say goodbye to generic hair care for good today. Go to functionofbeauty.com slash OC to take your hair goals quiz and you'll save 25% on your first order. Go to functionofbeauty.com slash OC to let them know you heard about it from our show and to get 25% off your first order. That's functionofbeauty.com slash OC to take your hair quiz and save 25% on your first order. Merit is clean, well-edited makeup product essentials that will make you look like you, but better. Their minimalist approach to beauty makes applying makeup simple, quick, and easy. I'm obsessed with the cheek color. It's called Cheeky. Mm -hmm. And the lipstick is called Baby. I mean, honestly, I didn't think a lot of people wore lipstick all the time, but I'm wearing it today. Hmm. The colors are perfect for me. And I was actually skeptical because I usually need to try makeup on in person. But I bought it on the website and it was the, the colors were true for me. And uh, yeah, totally satisfied. Merit offers a wide variety of shades for skin tones and even has a team who can help you find your perfect match. I, like you, was a little intimidated by buying it online, but it really is true to what it shows and what it says, and the colors are perfect on me. Mm -hmm. That's never happened before. Streamline your makeup routine with Merit. Head to meritbeauty.com slash DOC to get their free signature reusable makeup bag with your purchase. That's M-E-R-I-T beauty.com slash V-O-C for their free signature reusable makeup bag. Meritbeauty.com slash V-O-C. At first, she's all excited about the breakfast that he gives her. And then when he flat out says, I'm worried about this. And he says, is it Carter? And she kind of goes, oh, yeah. and he says, is it Carter? Because he left, mm -hmm. do you have more work? And then she gets all like defensive and takes off. Right. And, and, and that defensiveness, it's like you're, she's still not communicating with him. And then, of course, she has this conversation when she, Julie comes over and she's pretty smashed. And, and Julie's like, how much vodka could you put in that? Mm -hmm. And she's like, the normal amount, a little less. Mm -hmm. And Julie's like, what's going on? Because it's got to be like, why are you getting smashed in the, in the middle yeah. of the day? And Kirsten finally says this thing that we're all waiting to hear. She says... The boys left last year. Something broke between Sandy and me. And then Carter happened. So we finally get these words and you realize, okay, this woman has been going through a lot. And I guess that's when somebody who, if she is, has an alcoholic proclivity, then that's when these things are going to trigger what she has, I guess, or my, the fact I think that that's she, what Josh was saying. Like everything that she's gone through is why they leaned into it more. Because none of um, it's an excuse to drink. No. But then they get it, yeah. But that's just, I think, what they... That's what her character does is... Yeah. And it's escalating because she's 
covering up, right? Right. But it comes, you know, towards the end of her storyline in this episode where she comes to the realization, you know, no, Sandy, I love you and is sorry and is kind of realizing. She puts the, yeah, she she gets, she gets puts the, the necklace away and she's been at the bar. Yeah, but she, she wakes up in a way. But she, um, they had that fight that was pretty intense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, so she's driving after drinking. She calls Sandy. She drops her phone and is in a horrific car accident. Now, watching this car accident, I had such a reaction <laughs> It was so well done. What a great stunt, right? Yeah, it was very intense. Uh, Yet so, it was hard to watch. But yeah, so that's what happens, and you're seeing the the consequences to, obviously, abusing alcohol. There was, but there was that moment between them that I wanted to when he when she literally is saying when they're fighting, and he says, "Did you have an affair with Carter?" And she goes, "You don't get." She doesn't answer, and he's like, "Well, he takes off, and you go on a bender." You're working close together. And because he's had that kind of thing happen to him, you know, we're, you know, working close with somebody and they come, you know. Yeah. And and he's not accusing her. He's like, is this what's going on? Because I can relate almost. And she's like, you don't get it, Rebecca. And he's like, why are you bringing that up again? And she's like, he says, she goes, you don't get it. And he goes, no, I don't. But it's, so it's an interesting thing. And I thought it was, you know, we're, we're here doing a podcast and we can be crit- critical or subjective about the way they do these storylines. But I really think they did it and handled it really well, the way it developed. Yeah. And, you know, but there was that moment where it was like, whew, she didn't get hit by that car. But no, here comes the... Right. Here comes the... Here comes the Mack truck. <laughs> but yes. But that's really, how, that's really how we end home. It's nice. It seems like it surprised you in the watching or the rewatching about the the sophistication or the delicacy with which they treat each other with respect or handle something that's more serious in a show that's known for a lighter escape. Right. So that you could, I think, though, by doing that, you invest more in the drama and you can enjoy more of like the highs with the lows. Mm-hmm. You know, it, yeah. it's more it's rewarding. True. And there are, you know, this episode had a, a lot of dramatic. Uh, storylines going on other than ours, Marguerite, with the Atomic County, but <laughs> but it know. works. But it works because life yeah. is that comedy and tragedy. Yeah. So we're we're dealing with tragic, traumatic things, and then we're jumping to these the comic book storyline, and that's what keeps the audience. Like, of course, there's still humorous things you going need on that in the world. In order, if you don't do the humor, are they going to care about? that relationship going that deep. Like, mm-hmm. you've got to have the light. Right. To bring... It's like the... Um, what do they say? Like, it goes best down. Humor is like a... Oh, I, I'm terrible with euphemisms. So, <laughs> I will mix it up. But it's like, you you can... Like, why people love to like a Jon Stewart or a comedy show for their news. Mm-hmm. Because the news was so intense. Just give me a little comedy with it so right. I know Such what's good, going on. Yeah. But I can also go to bed at night and, and I can have both, right? Yeah. I've got to live every day but also want to know It's a great example. Yeah. You can find humor in almost every situation. And just because of a perspective, mm. you know. Right. I think yeah. that's... Um, yeah. Um, and then... Other thing that's going on, um, Caleb, we realize where's in this the, episode. Where's the humor in the divorce, is, Julie? Yeah, is divorcing <laughs> Julie. So, Caleb, how, how much do we love Alan Dale? But I think it's interesting. At first, honest to be honest, I thought the writers were being a little bit like ADD or something. Like, he's, he's hot, cold, hot, cold, hot, cold. All of these episodes kind of leading up ever since Julie had her porn tape. That came out. <laughs> yeah. With Johnny Messner. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so you know the show. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah. but ever since that, he's like, you know, he's going to divorce me. And he has been this hot, cold, hot, cold. And then you know, the last time we saw saw them, they were going to get back together. And he was like, let's give it another shot. So here she is making Eggs Benedict for him. Which Ooh. is not easy. Which is not easy. No. And he had, he's so cruel. He's like, you're giving eggs Benedict to a man with a with a heart condition. And right. he's like, that was two hours ago. I mean, he, it's it's really like he wakes up that morning and he's like, yeah, I'm just going to be a jerk and an asshole. But we learn why. But at that point, and then she says, okay, fine, we need counseling. And he's like, no. But then he gets this envelope and he says, okay. He's, he sees the pictures and says, let's have dinner. And she says, okay. But of course, we find out that that's just a ploy. Yes. For her to be where she can, she can be served. Right. And, and he's divorcing her and firing her all in one. Oh my gosh. That Tough. was like... Double whammy. Double whammy. But when, when she finally... When he finally... She's like, divorce papers? And, she, when she, and she's like, I'll take you for everything. And he says, 
well, what about this? And the list is long. <laughs> the list is long. He has a point, right? He's like, your ex, your ex-husband, the boyfriend. And she's like, ex-boyfriend. And then the one thing that puts the that breaks the camel's back is that he says, and then this Lance thing, she's like, Yeah, but nothing happened with him. Mm-hmm. And then so it's and the pictures. And then yeah. well the yeah. Yeah. But but then she's like, Yeah, I will expose this. And you you have a week to be out on, with your daughter. It's pretty sad. It's pretty, cool. pretty and cruel. And she goes so quickly to like, all right. Yeah. Yeah. Cruel Caleb, we'll call him. Cruel Caleb. Anyway, but that's that storyline. That's that storyline. <laughs> um, so we have the aftermath of the assault, uh, which has been a very tough topic, obviously. And, you know, we talked about it last week and it was shot so well and the actors did such a good job with it because it's so intense. Um but this whole episode, Marissa is hiding this secret. I have to commend Ben in this episode. I thought Ryan was so good because you can tell that he knows something is up, but he's trying to like, I don't know. I just really, really admired Ben in this. And Misha. Oh, yeah. They all did did such a wonderful job. But before we get into those, I, you know, the character of Jess, she's worse than Oliver. She's like the, she's the most evil arch. She's pretty evil. character that I've that I think you know, and and she's just there. And and I kept thinking like, why is this character there? And she's a tool to get Ryan. If you if you put yourself in Ryan's shoes, his perspective is she's acting weird. Just said something about you know two brothers and he, and and Trey being obsessed with you know, and and it's just. It's slow. She's like a master manipulator, instigator, shit to start. Yeah, it's so for so Ryan's experience is completely different, and we'll see like what where he's gathering this information. Whereas Marissa, obviously victim of assault, when we Nasty see her, bruise. Yeah, she's she's wearing this the cutest blazer thing, but she's covering up this gnarly thing on her on her. I kept thinking, why wouldn't you put makeup on that or wear a turtleneck? Newport. Yeah. Newport, <laughs> turtlenecks don't. I mean, unless you're going to the, the like, they country club. <laughs> but I think it was um, for, for, for story, for the purpose of story. Yeah. They have, they have this, this thing. But, but I think a victim in this situation, she is, is that, I think that's what a lot of victims do, that they, they cover up, try to go straight back to no- normalcy and de- in denial and avoidance and, She's thinking, and throughout this whole thing, she's all she's thinking about. Really, she doesn't know how much trauma she's. She's a um, no. Yeah, right. That's what we've been all talking about. I think mm-hmm. for a couple of years is did that really happen? Mm-hmm. A- am I understanding it right? Like, you're, it really takes a lot of time to put it together for yourself. Right. It must be really hard to to tell somebody. Yeah, or, for sure. Yeah. Like how how. When she's hiding behind the tree in the scene and Trey is at school. Stalking her. Stalking her. I felt scared. It was like this really scary feeling of not wanting to run into your, you know. Well, and and think about, you know, when we saw him and after she hits him with the driftwood and he sees the phone ringing, you know, I kept looking for a point throughout this whole episode where I was like, is there even one moment where I'm like, I felt bad for Trey? No, no. I, there wasn't. Do you like, you know, where somebody, somebody, he's like, he's not going, oh my gosh, Marissa, I'm sorry, I hurt you. He's like, you can't tell Ryan, mm-hmm. let's pretend this didn't happen. I need to Which make sure. Which is so much pressure to put on someone already trying to process what happened. Right. 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 Like somebody saying, I just want this all to go away. I just want to make sure you're never going to say anything. You can never tell Ryan. And then Marissa at the same time in that, in that when he comes to her house after she's been, you know, so upset, and he's he's like, you can't tell Ryan. And she's like, what about Ryan? He loves you. How could you do? She's still thinking about Ryan, mm-hmm. and she wants to hide it for those reasons. And, and the sh- and the showrunners didn't like. She's not a character that's going to report it to the police. She's like that didn't even like cross her mind. She right. instantly did that classic thing of hiding, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then when the scene where her and Ryan are hooking up because she goes over, you know, and mm. she keeps seeing Trey. I just got the chills talking about it. it. Was so disturbing, and you just really felt like, you know, when something like this stays with you, obviously, and it's so traumatic, and you get brought back to the trauma. It's like you know your body response, and it was you felt it. 
It's so intense. Yeah, she, there's the... Um, it was so well done in the editing. Mm -hmm. So much so that you always cry, but I had <laughs> tears in this one because, you know, she was acting nervous and she instantly is like doing the avoidance thing, which is, which is classic PTSD. And, uh, but then when she's like, I can do this. I need to be normal for my great date with my boyfriend. And then the way they did it, she didn't know. She wasn't planning on this. She wasn't having flashbacks, but flashbacks are a part of this. Mm -hmm. And the way they shot it, that it was so jarring and so, I mean, I, impact, I'm, yeah. the impact. And, you know, I don't know that this, this show was designed as, it wasn't necessarily designed, is it, there is an education in it, but it was all, it was still, it was showing the brutality of a situation like this not necessarily resolving. Mm -hmm. The character is in a victim is is a victim of something terrible and it didn't just happen one night. It just right. keeps happening. Yeah, and it's not tied up in a nice little bow and it's not going to be fixed. Like like very very much like real life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it was it was I mean the the classic symptoms of PTSD are avoidance, a recurrent feeling of fear, horror, anger, guilt, shame and hopelessness loss of interest in once enjoyable activities, feeling detached, difficulty experiencing positive feelings. All of those things are, you don't know those things. Mm -hmm. You don't even know you're experiencing it until mm -hmm. just like a 17-year-old girl trying to maintain is, um, I mean, the, when I read up on statistics about this, it's shocking. Like one in every five women have experienced attempted or rape and it's um the end and the the amount of statistics i encourage you to look at it because i don't even want to it, it the list was so long i got there was 32 different statistics i mean how it affects people and and the different age groups and men and women and it's at least there's this um this information and education and just know that you're not alone if this is something that has has um happened to you or you've experienced. So, yeah, it's a really heavy storyline and and I'm more realizing it like watching it back now just like the impact and everything else, but it's so cool that back then they were handling this kind of thing with a serious touch again on a on a fun show, right? right? Loved for its fun and affluence uh so that there was example out there for people that age to right. know that they uh, were not alone. Right. Yeah. Well, on that note, should we go to Atomic County? <laughs> it's like we're like talking. We were so dealing with we're, other sexual we're, dynamics. We're, yes, <laughs> other sexual dynamics. We have more episodes yeah. to talk about this for yeah, sure. It's for sure. definitely. And we will. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, it's... Uh, it's hard to just, you know, that can just be its own episode all in itself. Well, yeah. I mean, there's so many ways they could have taken this. Like I said, yeah. she could have been the person that goes, does she t go to her mom? Does she go to the police? The care, the the, the writers chose not to do no. that. And, and I'm I, sure I, that, yeah. and to see what happens. Yeah. Then we get, as the audience get to see what happens right. when you don't. Right. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So like, oh, I don't, I don't want that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. So Atomic County, uh, we're at the launch of Atomic County, the graphic novel that you, your characters, been I am working shepherding on. That's right through the corporate marketing pipeline. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, do you have any memories of like I don't know that you'd want to share, or even I know we talked a bit about it before we got into the episode, but um, you know this episode in particular. And I remember that the comic book store was built on stage; it was like upstairs or something, and we weren't actually at a comic book store. I think they dressed a whole set, if I'm not mistaken. I would, I did not retain that. I retained <laughs> that you were going to wear a fabulous outfit. Oh my God. That outfit. I could not wait to see. <laughs> and um, you were always dressed fabulously. And this particular Little Miss Vixen outfit, I was so excited. And yet, like, you shone right through it. Like, there's nothing that they put you. I was like, oh, Rachel, go. Oh God, like, that outfit. Because well, it was very simple, and I love that they didn't, like, have a complete latex, you know, shoe-to-head right. outfit. It was, like, almost 
made kind of like how the boys would be like, well, let's let's get her in those big shoes. Like it seemed consistent to like their age. Mm -hmm. But then you having so much charisma, so much fire as Summer, it was just like, she's going to blow that outfit out of the water. <laughs> you know, like when I rewatched it, I was just like, oh, oh yeah, man. it wasn't the outfit. It's the person Aww. in it. And it like lives up to those awesome drawings that they had of the character yeah. that were great. There were a lot of cool yeah. drawings. I just remember it was a lot of pleather. Yeah. I remember, you know, trying yeah. on the things and the corset and the mask and the whole <laughs> thing. But I was like, sure. And the Go fight was it. so great. Well, I remember. The fight was hilarious. Yeah. I kept being like, while watching it, like, why is she needs to whip it? Why? I, she needs to Why whip them. Oh, whipping the boys? Whip them yeah. the whole time. Yeah, and then she winds up whipping them. And now, it. if I, of course, I can't recall for sure, but I, I'm almost positive they didn't let me do the whipping because I probably would have accidentally whipped the shit out of <laughs> one of them. <laughs> I'm sure it was someone else cracking that whip. But uh, I really felt like that was the appropriate response to I, I absolutely. what was happening. I thought it was funny you were um, made a note that it was probably two stunt guys <laughs> in a curtain. Wrapped but, in the curtain. But these, but the two actors, or um, Adam and Michael, probably had to do ADR going, what are you doing? Stop biting me. Get away from me. Because there's a lot <laughs> <Yeah>. of this. <laughs> I remember being very impressed with the whole jump on from behind hand face thing and watching <laughs> them do it and being like, and you like did that in like two takes. Like, Nobody got hurt. It was super funny. It was great. I love a good, like, pratfall fight, any of that kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah. So I was just like, oh, this is great. Well, and then Reed, <laughs> Reed is finally like, <laughs> she's like, at yeah. the, because she's so cool, calm, collected. Yeah. She's like, I don't care. Just fix it. Yeah. <laughs> like, but I want to talk about a scene in particular because it's what? one of my favorite scenes because I've been waiting for your reaction. What? So this scene where Zach finds Summer, right? And yeah. he's like, I need to know, was that revenge kiss or was there something more? We're in the school hallway. Yeah. yeah. And she's like, and she goes, oh, well, in the moment it was revenge, but maybe there's something more. And then <laughs> Seth comes in and he's like, I'm not making a big deal. But then... You, they start this whole thing and you you're you take off or summer takes off but then and then then Seth is like so you weren't such a nice guy and he finally goes wake up i'm a water polo player uh -huh. because i've been saying wait till you see uh -huh. wait and then he's like you're the demon water polo player in atomic county he, but his face literally goes michael it's like yeah, Can we've been talking about it like, for a while. Uh, he goes, wake up on the demon water polo player. And I'm like, his evil twin came out. Yeah, you're like, I've been on to him. She's been like, he's manipulative. I know there's something she's, under there. Rachel's and then finally, like, what? What do you like, oh, know? He's the golden retriever. And then he like fully <laughs> demon water polo, water polo I player. I just love it. The arch nemesis of <laughs> I, the ironist. Yeah, because yeah. you know what they do under the water in water polo. What? Well, they look all like golden god oh, up god. top. Yeah. And they're kicking the yeah. hell out of each other underneath. <gasps> I mean, my brother would come home covered in bruises really? and bumps. Because I mean, he played in Newport? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. My first boyfriend, with the second I moved, the second day I was there, I had a boyfriend on the water polo team somehow. <laughs> a girl from the neighborhood, her mom met my mom and was like, oh, come over, there's friends. Oh, my, like, gosh. oh my God. <laughs> is this a good representation of water polo players? Um, well, they were This is Josh's like, version. Total dicks. No, 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 no. <laughs> but definitely ruthless under the water. So I think it's a good it's dra dra drama. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I also felt like maybe they were like, I was like, I can't go that fast. <laughs> I was like, arr, arr. <laughs> oh, yeah. Slow it down. Slow it down. <laughs> Let's go to baseball. Let's yeah. go back to first. Yeah. <laughs> Our wa water polo players were kind of stoner fun guys. Yeah. yeah. I do want to talk about your scene in the diner because, uh -huh. yeah. because, you know, because this is in that scene, Zach was like, I'm quitting the comic book. Right. And he and he's like, What? Because I want summer. Manipulative, manipulative. So when they go, so but then you know, it, it is pretty funny that Seth is having um his uh comic club. Oh, it's guy. comic book. That kid, Todd I think that, that's the kid from Little Giants, right? We've talked about him before with the snot bubbles. <laughs> yeah. So he, because he's like, is Zach trying to destroy the club? Yeah. But then he shows up and of course, but, and he says, um, you know, Reed has a meeting. Mm -hmm. And then you guys have an argument outside the diner, which is so funny. And you smack him upside the head. <laughs> <laughs> that was an improv. Was it? You, it had Probably. to have been. It, <laughs> is it, like, it is something like, I would do. Think about it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, idiot. Yeah, big idiot. Yeah, she was like, Zach, you liar. But then when he just, he declares that he's quitting the comic book mm -hmm. and I love your delivery. Okay. 
Yeah. High school, fun, fun, fun. But this is a business and you'll be sued. That's where I was like, I was like <laughs> badass. Yeah. In that, yeah. You and just I was like, like oh, shut she's a badass. Like, you know, I, I have nowhere to say that. <laughs> it's like so much fun. How many episodes did you do? Like six? Yeah. Um, or maybe four. Maybe it feels yeah. like more. Yeah, it, it does. It does feel like. Well, more. your character was so relevant, and I felt like just you know really a, a pivotal part in all of it, especially obviously with atomic. Well, with yeah, atomic your county. your love triangle. Oh God, that love triangle. I like the when I come to confront you and you just manipulate me, and I'm like, I can be on the cover of magazines. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So that's <laughs> so when. But I also see your power. I want to also empower you. That's how I Because she knows what she's doing. You know, she's like, I see you're manipulating me. Yeah, yeah. But I kind of like it. Yeah, Yeah. I love that. But that's why we've decided that Summer's the smartest character on the show. Because, (laughs) because, but the scene before when you're with Marissa and she's saying, what do I wear for my date? And And this revelation of, you know what? The person who's ruined this whole thing, it's Reed. Right. And I... What is, Nobody what you messes do? with my men but me. <laughs> there you go. I was like, that is so cute. I remembered that watching it back. I was like, I remember doing that. Uh, I was like, oh, no. And I got to say, this is the weirdest thing. What? The earrings you're wearing, I have them at home. And I got really? them on the OC. The ones you're wearing in the scene. You took my earrings? I, I don't know. Maybe they were <laughs> maybe they multiples. Mindy but. has like collected so many things from the days of the OC. I have nothing. So now I'm realizing she just took everybody's. <laughs> <All right. laughs> well, now you know where to go when now you do yeah. down memory lane. Exactly. You go for a visit. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. that scene was so good. That is an, a perfect example of, yes, you were manipulating her. And yeah. she was like, you are doing this, but I like it. Yeah. Well, because that's you know where... That's you're where right. You, that's why... You, that's where you're... You are operating on ego, but it's healthy ego. Right. Mm. Well, she's aware. I think the aware yeah. thing is great. But yeah, just how you played Reed the whole time in the whole show is just so good. And I love seeing you every time you pop up on screen. It's just been so fun watching you. Uh, thank <laughs> yeah. you. Yeah. Thank you. I was always like, are they really going to leave? Wow, that's the power of summer is that they're going to leave this whole thing that they've done for a girl at this age. Like the the... They just can't. Ugh. As a grown-up watching it, I'm like, you idiots. You have all this time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Same like, here. You, it's high school. But then you, this is you're like watching. Career. You're like, I need to see the kiss. Come. <laughs> oh, yes. This is going to be. Now I'm longing for her to get back together with Seth. Aww. What's going to happen? It's so good. I Aww. love it but every time. There was, there was actually a moment when you do pick, when they say you've got to choose and you say, I pick myself. Yeah. There was, I, I think either. that was like a 90210 um, I think Kelly did uh, that Kelly, with Brandon. Dylan, and Mar- yeah, she was like, I oh, choose myself. I was talking myself. about the other triangle. Kelly, Dylan, Brenda. When Dylan... Cho- and they showed it in the... Cr- you guys, growing up, okay, that era 90210 was my thing. <laughs> and the week episode was going to be like, who does Dylan choose? And I'm like waiting. Like, you know, just like I have everything. My friends and I were going to watch <laughs> it. The commercial before the show airs shows Dylan say, it's always been you, Kelly. And I was like, what the... <laughs> It was like right before the episode was going to air. Uh, what is, I need. Mm-mm. I have questions. Mm-mm. Fox, I have questions. Mm-mm. What was that about? Mm-mm. You gave it away right mm-mm. before. Mm-hmm. All week I waited. Mm-hmm. I'm still angry. I was like 10 years old yeah. at the time. Maybe not. I shouldn't have been watching, but I was. <laughs> okay, so. Well, there you go. <laughs> um, we have three fan questions for you, Marguerite. Pour moi. Yeah. yeah. Oh. If you don't mind having mm-hmm. a listen and answering. Hi. Question for you. My name is Steve. Uh, huge OC fan. Um, who wins in a kickball game? All right, you got a kickball game. Who's going to win this match? The characters from the Mighty Ducks, coached by Gordon Bombay, or the characters from Wet Hot American Summer, coached by Sandy Cohen? See what I did there? It's a little mix up. Right. <laughs> Steve, <laughs> you raise important question for me. I would say that everyone in Wet Hot would be too stoned to actually complete (laughs) uh, anything. And the Ducks would delight in doing all sorts of ruthless, sneaky things to ensure their victory and ultimate champion status. (laughs) That's what I think. Okay. Brilliantly answered. That is such a cute question. That was a fun question. Yeah. Love it. Keep them coming. Appreciate it. Yeah. Hey guys, thank you for a lovely podcast. My question is for Marguerite. I was wondering, what is your funniest behind-the-scenes moment from the OC? 
uh, it had to be as I was hanging out with um, Sir George Lucas. Can we do that in America? Just knight him? Yes. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Absolutely. Uh, and um, I think Josh, the creator, was like, you have just been sitting there talking to his daughter who he brought to set. I, I, I don't even know. Like, he was having a kvetch. And usually I'm the one that's like, I, I'm so excited, nervous, shy. And it was uh, not so much a funny haha, but a funny moment to see the person in power having a very uh, vulnerable <laughs> and sweet reaction of, this is like why I got into this business and now to be in the position to have him come into sort of like my home. <laughs> and I, I I don't even know the question to ask. And isn't this great? And like getting all red in the cheeks and super adorable. So yeah, put Josh on blast. It's our favorite thing to do. <laughs> I'm even blushing, even talking about it. <laughs> Hi, my name is Jamie. And my question is for Marguerite. Who is your favorite director or actor slash actress that you've worked with? Oh, oh wow. That's fun. Oh, my. Oh, that is... Oh, well, there's definitely excitements for different reasons. Um, I loved working with the late Dennis Hopper uh, because he really challenged me in moments. Uh, and I surprised myself as an actor working with him um, on a miniseries called Firestarter. And then... Um, Oh my God, I like want to look at my resume right now. This is so fun. I'm wringing my hands. Uh, we can pause and look it up if you want. Because <laughs> I want a good story with it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. About like, okay, so one time I I worked with Tom Verica who did Scandal, right? He kind of was the showrunner on that. And he had me on private practice. And it was so fun. I was just doing a little guest star. But because he's an actor, sometimes working as an with an actor as a director, you um, something more comes out of you. So mm -hmm. it was so fun that we did this scene. And it was like one of those scenes where as an actor, you always have to be ready for these big dramatic moments, but you can't prepare too much or you won't, it won't hit it right. And then they're like, we're going to lunch. And you're like, Oh. <laughs> and so we come back from lunch and I didn't eat lunch because I was like staying focused and we did it and he just turns he's like let's do another one I know you want to go there and I can see it right now let's do it and there was something in the group of of his excitement and his delight and and also empowering me now like I want something from you right now I'm giving you exact I'm giving you permission to give yourself exactly what you want and I've never forgotten it because it turns it from what we were talking about earlier in the show from oh, I got through that to hell yeah let's mm -hmm. go let like let's party all day <laughs> in this in this experience like keep it going forever right yeah That's oh really I love cool. that story That's yeah. I didn't know that I was going to say that. Well, but that, like, that, that is, that is like <laughs> such a great, that's such a great story because there's so much, there's so much, so many times when we feel like they're on a schedule and our brains are like, we better not fuck this up because we're, time is money. And mm -hmm. I started as a kid. So I think I've been slower in my development of mm -hmm. going, oh yeah, so I understand this is my creativity box. I've got four minutes. This right. is what we're going to do. Instead of being like, you know, a kid is more worried about what you think rather than what we're all creating together. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And not care caring. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in a safe space and yeah. this is what I'm here to do. And I'm take and I belong here. Yeah. 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 Well, that's yeah. what you're hired for, right? Like yeah. you're you've got that one, right? Yes. Yeah. We gotta go do this. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Good one. Good. Great questions, you guys. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much. Really great questions. Wow. That felt like it just zipped by. Yeah. You, you don't have to pee. I do, <laughs> but I was able to hold it today. That's the motivation between the shorter podcast, guys. <laughs> yes, just get me to the bathroom on time. I gotta pee. <laughs> um, it was so nice having you here and you being so open and talking with us. And we've just loved watching Reed and your whole arc and uh, arch. Arc? It's arc. It's her arc. I know. But, but you know, yeah. it's always like, is it arc or arch? Anyways, I know it's not, but... <laughs> Forget that. Just let's focus on me peeing. Um, <laughs> but yes, we we really loved having you here. And thank you so much for coming and talking with us and being an amazing actress and mother and person and woman. Yep. And This is the best part of it, reconnecting or connecting for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm really happy that you guys have got to do this. I've got to do it with some of my other projects that I did when I was younger. Mm -hmm. And it's true. In some jobs, you just separate and and you you spend an indelible is that the right word amount of time together. Yeah. Um, 
it, it changes you forever, especially if it's a beloved project right. like the OC yeah. uh, was and is. And so you have this thing in common, but you're still growing as a human, especially if you were playing like the teens on the show and that mixed feeling of like being known for something only from back in the day. Like, I just really recognized a lot of what you guys have spoke to different people going through with the experience of this, but how special it is to come back and reflect on something that's special to other people, especially because we didn't have social media back then. Mm -hmm. right. And so like we haven't like posted pictures of, we aren't like doing, you know, every day on set or anything. It's a different kind of relationship with fans and discovery and talking about it. It's really nice that you guys get to have this and that you guys have been the instigators for your show and all the people on there that had such a special moment in their lives. It's great. Aww, thanks. Do you still yeah. get recognized for the yeah. OC? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. People oh, yeah. are huge fans of, I mean, as you guys know, of the show and really, really... Um, it's like personal to them, yeah. which is nice. It is. Yeah. Yeah. It's been really, really wonderful to discover all of that. And like you said, yeah. reconnect with people who were a lot of people starting their careers, whether it's writers, directors, yeah. actors. Mm -hmm. And then we For get sure. to do this and hang out on a couch. Yeah. In a pool house. In a pool house. <laughs> okay. Wink, wink. Um, well, thank you again. Thank you, thank Marguerite. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Yeah. And thank you so much for listening. Follow, rate, and review. Welcome to the OC Bitches, wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you like to watch us, check it out on YouTube. Bye, bitches. <laughs> Close your eyes. It's time to discover what starting and growing your own business feels like. Whether your business is bedsheets or skincare. Shopify's with you every step of the way. Now, open your eyes. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash podcast 22. Shopify.com slash podcast 22. Hi, everyone. It's Rabia Chaudhry. And I'm Ellen Marsh. And we have a new podcast called Rabia and Ellen Solve, Solve the, case. the Case. As you know, I am a very smart lawyer. You are. You're so well-respected in the entire world. You know everything. Thank you so much. And as you know, I'm a famous Broadway star. Gorgeous. I sing like a nightingale. Well, yes. at least that's what your mom says. <laughs> Just kidding. This is Ellen Marsh. And, and I'm Rabia. Rabia but we are teaming up to bring you a show like you have never heard before. True crime meets talk show. Nobody's done it. We're going to do it. We're going to do the impossible. And it's the two things that I love. Ellen, I think you'll like it too. What? True crime and talking? Yeah. I'm there. Every other week, we will have a guest talking about whatever true crime case they are obsessed with. We have a list, everything from the Lacey Peterson murder. Yeah, some of the most famous cases you've ever heard of, obviously, like John JonBenet Ramsey, the West Memphis Three. Chris Watts, Khalif Browder. Elisa Lamb, Madeline McCain. Sandra Bland, the Springfield Three. The list goes on and on. But they are all cases that you know, and we are going to dive in deep with someone else and just talk about them. No, we're going to solve the case, Ellen. That's right. We're going to solve the case. So subscribe to Rabia and Ellen Solve the Case wherever you get your podcasts. Before Shopify, were you wondering, where are my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen.